This is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. I'm sure you are getting several emails a day with how this service provider and that company is responding to COVID-19. Perhaps your organization has done the same, either to its customers, clients, constituents, donors, or to your employees, your staff, your team. I want to share some remarkable stories that I've been following as far as organizations responding to this very interesting time that we find ourselves. One example The Texas Roadhouse CEO is donating his $525,000 salary plus his $525,000 bonus to the employees. And he's not the only CEO. There are several CEOs who are foregoing their salary so that they can continue to pay their employees and staff. One nonprofit organization, actually it's the one my daughter works for, They paid their employees a week early, probably because they figured they needed to buy extra food or figure out what they were going to do in the next couple of weeks, which is turning into a couple of months, where they might need to hole up if the place that they're in does a shutdown or quarantine. Another organization, and this is not remarkable, it's, it's a little sad, but you can tell that they're trying their hardest to weather the storm. This organization told their employees that they were going to pay them a week late as they were struggling to make payroll. So they were choosing to pay their employees late as opposed to laying them off to be able to pay them on time. It's not a pretty situation to be in. A local restaurant here in Maryland is donating half of their proceeds of gift cards because that's one way we can support our local restaurants and businesses. They're donating half of the proceeds from sales of gift cards to their employees who can not work hourly anymore. Some companies like Chipotle and Darden Restaurants the family of Olive Garden, Longhorn Steakhouse, and more, are adding paid sick leave and other benefits for their hourly employees. So benefits that were usually only available to their salaried employees, they're now making available to hourly employees as well. There are also a lot of reports of companies who are providing emergency funds for their employees who contract the coronavirus. And this is how it should be, that we come together as community. I've talked before about we're all in community. There are the micro-communities of our immediate family in our homes. Then, of course, maybe the street on which we live, the larger town or city, the state, the country, and the world. It's unfortunate that something like the coronavirus, which has become this pandemic, 
is the catalyst to bring us together as a world devoted to helping others. At least that's how I like to look at it. I like to take that positive viewpoint and see the good and see how people are helping and serving one another. One more example of remarkable actions that companies and individuals are taking is one landlord suspended rent from his small business tenants for two months. So that's one less bill that they have that might enable that small business to stay open. The lesson here is not necessarily do something remarkable, although that is fantastic. Sometimes what we can do doesn't seem remarkable, but it still aids and serves others. The lesson is you have to respond in some way and you have to communicate how you're responding. You need to be talking, first of all, with your team, with your executive staff, if you are large enough to have that. First of all, you need to be communicating and you need to have a plan about that communication. Of course, what is it that you're communicating? So that's part of the plan. But then it's how do you communicate? So it starts with you as the leader of your organization. And then you gather your senior leadership around you. And those could be your vice presidents, for example, or the other C-suite members of your company. And then you filter it down to the leadership team. And maybe that's everybody that those C-suite executives and the VPs, plus maybe mid-managers. And then you also need to communicate to the outside world, your, the, the, the higher end. If you have a board that you, um, that you report to, if you have investors, if you have key suppliers and vendors, those types of things. And then, of course, you communicate your plan, your response to your entire team. It's very important that you communicate because if you don't communicate, if you say nothing, if you don't respond, even if you, you're not laying off people, you're still providing services and products, nothing really seems to be changing. In the absence of real information, people will make stuff up and they won't make it up the way that it really is. They will usually embellish it and more often not for the good. So you want to get the real information out there. What's changing? What's going on? What they can expect? Even if you can't tell them what to expect two months from now, you can tell them what to expect this week. And then next week you can communicate with them and tell them what they can expect that week. It means you have to communicate more than you usually do. And I would say that maybe that usual piece wasn't enough to begin with. 
So now, because of the coronavirus, we are catalyzed to do things differently. And one of those differences is communication. And we always talk about great communication, and that's the key. Great, effective, and I'm going to add timely communication. If you're silent, then the people who need to hear what you have to say, whether that's your executive team, your board members, stakeholders, employees from the top all the way down to the bottom, they will think it's bad news. The term no news is good news does not apply in this situation. No news means, uh uh-oh, something is wrong and they're just trying to hide it or they're trying to delay telling us. That is what no response will equal in their minds. So you must respond. You must respond effectively, rationally, realistically, and in a timely fashion. Here at the Shoulder Group, we have increased our communications to our clients as well as to the people in, in our community, our business community, our, our followers, so to speak. We have a monthly newsletter, and that's not sufficient right now. We need to be telling them we're aware of what's going on, how we are handling the situation, what changes we're making, and what they can expect from us. In addition, we're also looking at how can we serve. What can we do in addition to whatever products or services we might have? What can we do that's extra? As you know, my husband and business partner, Mark, is a former marriage and family therapist. He has been teaching workshops. He's been training and consulting for well over four decades. He's been working, his life work actually, is something called the removal and replacement system. He's actually going to give away the first three modules for three because it's about What do you need to remove that's draining you, that's causing you to lose energy, and what can you replace it to give you more energy and create a more positive life? He's doing that because it's something he can do. It's what he has. It's also needed. Again, you don't have to do anything remarkable, but you do need to respond, and that means you have to figure out what your response is. What do your people, and that's everything from all your employees to your clients and customers, to your market, to the circles of influence you're in, what do they need to hear from you? What do they need to know from you? If nothing is really changing about the service or product that you provide, tell them that. If your service times or delivery times are not impacted, tell them that. And then, of course, if they are impacted, tell them those things as well. The point is, everybody needs to hear from you. And I know, as I said at the beginning of this episode, we're all getting inundated 
by these messages, but the ones who don't respond, who don't communicate, we have to wonder why. Because in the absence of information, it equals what are they not telling us? What are they covering up? What are they hiding? I don't think that's what you want to convey to the people who need to hear what you have to say. So your first step is, what's your response? And your second step is, how do you communicate? When do you communicate? And when's the next time you're going to communicate? May we all be safe and healthy and come out of this a stronger world. Until next time, may you thrive.